I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on hip-hop and gun violence. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can catch up on all of our episodes, Hot 97 and Fox 5, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. You can also check out the podcast on Apple iTunes. Now, in this episode, we're looking into the connection between hip-hop and gun violence. Many people had hoped that the murder of Nipsey Hussle would be a wake-up call to the streets and the communities to stop shooting. Instead, the exact opposite has happened this summer. Both Los Angeles and New York have seen a rise in shootings and gang activity. This comes at a time when many artists brag about guns in their lyrics and show them in their videos. What is going on? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Chuck Creekmore. He's the CEO and founder of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Maggie Carey. She's a, a shooting survivor and activist. She's also a reality TV star. You see her on Love and Hip Hop New York. And she's also a business owner. Maggie, great to have you. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Shan Duke McFadder. He's the CEO and founder of GMAC. He's a community activist and violence interrupter and a rehabilitated gang member. Shanduk, thank you so much for being with us. Once again, thank you, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Shanduk, why are we seeing this happening now? Well, why are we seeing what as far as? All the, the, this rise in shootings that, you know, in both places, Los Angeles and New York over the last couple months. Well, once again, we have to look at what's happening in our communities. And right now it's hot. It's summertime. And there are a lot of issues, a lot of conflicts that are happening in our communities involving music and the streets, right? Just the lifestyles that are happening. And once we come outside, we start to see the individuals where you talk about social media beefs, you talk about all the things that are happening behind doors. These people got to come outside now. And now you start to see the individuals where you had all these conflicts and there's nobody in the middle, baby, to mediate these conflicts. So the only options they go to is what they know, and that's that gun. And that's the gun. And speaking of the gun, Chuck, after Nipsey, many people were shocked that he was murdered, particularly in the way that it happened, the timing that it happened, you know, with the, after the Grammy nomination and all of this big burst and boost to his career. What are people saying now about it? Or have people completely forgotten about this message that we were all supposed to learn from his death? No, people are still talking about it. Uh, people are definitely, more than anything, I think they're, um, still shocked. I think they're still wondering, like, how did this happen? And 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 I think in a lot of ways, there's a lot of conspiracies around it. I don't think people are able to quite wrap their brain around the fact that he was just shot and killed in cold blood right out in his own community, which really loved him. And also by, you know, a friend, so to speak, or an associate, if you will, you know, someone that he knew. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think most people are still looking for answers. You know, they just can't really wrap their brain around how it happened. Maggie, and, and to, as for yourself as a shooting survivor, when you saw the whole Nipsey Hustle thing unfold, what kinds of feelings did that bring up in you? Um, I just couldn't believe it. Um, someone that gave back to his community and stayed in his community. A lot of people that are successful, they leave and they never come back. And for him to be outside of his own store, so vulnerable, was just like a vulnerable moment that I can identify with. And then, but in terms of how people are feeling, because there were, there were people saying, oh, you know what, this can't happen again, this has to stop. People were feeling like, oh, this is getting back to those, those periods where we saw a lot of artists being shot down in the streets. What do you think? Do you think people learned anything from that? Do you get a sense of that? Um, I don't. I feel like 
shootings, guns. It's been in our music for a long time. Um, we're in a day and age where Instagram has everyone influenced. Our youth is influenced by everything that's going on. And I feel like today it's gotten worse. So um, I feel like it's just another, to them, it's maybe another rapper, another, you know, hip-hop guy that's taken from us. And we just got to, you know, go outside, spray paint a mural and go on with life. Make another mural and then life and life goes on. Shanduk, in terms of the, but you work with the youth. Your, your organization, GMAC, for years. You've been violence interrupters. You've been calming beefs down before people end up getting shot. What is the vibe like, especially in Brooklyn, because a lot of the rises happen there? I mean, the vibe is what what you see is because of the same issues as media, right? And the music is being promoted that way. The the opportunities for our youth is nothing other than that, right? You know, if it's not basketball, what else do they have other than music? All right, so they see the way to get on is to talk about the conflicts that they're going through. They see the way to go, get on is to be violent, to, to have a, 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 a bunch of individuals that's following them in that same violent pattern. Right. So now in order for them to produce their music, they're producing the same conflicts that they're going through. And what they're doing is incriminating themselves and, and, and now having more beats because they're using that platform to talk to their, their ops. Right. You're telling your op, I got a problem with you now. I'm putting it out there for you to know I have an issue with you. So now when I see you, I'm going to respond versus make another song. So you're saying social media is actually fueling some of the, the rise in these shootings because when people have a beef, they can just it can be instantaneous. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we started something with the Citizen Crimes Commission a couple of years ago called E-Responder, GMAC, and uh, other organizations where we looked at the conflicts that were happening on social media. If you, if you look at the case of my brother's death, you know that that conflict started on social media. So I've been paying attention to that before that happened, and that made me put more attention on it. And what we do is pay attention to those conflicts that are beefs that are happening online and trying to get in the middle of them before they trickle down to our streets so yeah social media is a catalyst for that right sometimes we share violence and we think that the violence we're sharing is helping we might be like oh i'm upset about this but you're giving life to the same violence and that's what the problem is and it just becomes a self-perpetuating cycle that's a fact that's very hard very hard to break chuck in terms of the music industry because there have been been different times you know as you know over the years when there been there's been a tremendous amount of tension people were afraid to go to certain concerts or certain artists if they were at a particular venue, a l just a lot of, you know, j just a lot of tension overall because something could pop off at any minute. What's your sense about where we are now, especially after Nipsey? I think we're in the same place. I don't think that a lot has changed. You know, there was a time where you could, you, you know, you had little safe havens in terms of uh, shows, like spots. There aren't a lot of venues out, period, now. But I think what we're finding is, you know, a security lack, a lack of security, a lapse in security. Um, in a lot of places that you normally didn't need to be frisked. I mean, everybody gets frisked, but now you find that someone might have, in the entourage, they might have a gun on them. Or might have or will have. Will have, yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely will have. And, um, you know, that's what happened at, uh, happened at Irving Plaza or, you know, other places too. I don't want to name them because, you know, a lot of them are um, trying to keep well, that. Well, no, we've seen, we've, we've seen a, a number of shootouts yeah. and, and shootings at, at cars, at artists' cars, and th oh, that, yeah, that, type of of thing is, that type of thing as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we have to come to terms with the fact that this is a way for everyone. Everyone kind of benefits from from a shooting, for example. You know, social media, whoever's um, 
putting it up. They get a lot of likes. They get a lot of followers. They get a lot of views. It's hot. Yeah, it's, it's hot it's content. It's hot more in a lot yeah. of ways than one. All right, well, coming up, hip-hop and Hollywood, are they adding to this problem? Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Shine, and this is The Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop and gun violence. What's really going on? Joining me is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and founder of AllHipHop.com. Also with us is Maggie Carey. She's a shooting survivor and activist, a reality TV star. You see her on Love and Hip Hop New York. She's also a business owner. Maggie, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Shanduk McFadder. He's the CEO and founder of GMAC, a community activist and violence interrupter, and also a rehabilitated gang member. Chuck, a lot of people point the finger at hip hop, but we have to be really fair. There's guns and violence have been a big sellers in Hollywood, even a lot of pop and rock, rock music songs. Why does hip hop always come in the crosshairs? Well, you know, we have a, a different situation in our communities than other communities do. So I think the reason hip hop gets a uh, a bad rap is because you have people who rap about it and then you have people who either uh, live it at this point or people who emulate those that rap about it. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a difference. You know, I think we just have to be honest in that we, we have a problem, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm the biggest about, you know, the rap reflects the reality, et cetera, et cetera. And I get it. But if you, if you look at, um, the content that we used to pump out back in the day, it was, it was just different. You know, we had a good balance, if nothing else. And I think that balance is, is lost. And it's you, skewed. It's skewed. And you have rappers like, say, Ice-T. I know, this is, I know we're going far back, but, you know, there was a message behind the violence. You know, there was consequences behind the violence. Now, you might rap about putting a hole in somebody the size of a dinner plate, and then nothing happens after that. It's right. just, okay, that's... The end of the story. Maggie, a lot of times, too, whether whether it's Hollywood, whether it's hip-hop, but especially in hip-hop, too, we hear about people being shot. We hear about people, you know, like your brother, like Shanduk's brother, uh, Ronald May, rest in, in power. Um, you know, we hear about people being shot, and then we never really see, as Chuck said, the aftermath. What did being shot in Irving Plaza, how did that affect your life? Um... It affected my life in many ways. Um, I was in foster care for a while, so I grew up in many neighborhoods that I'm actually scared to go back to. My One of my close friends lives, you know, in um, housing, and I have to tell her that I'm there before I'm actually there just because, you know, I feel vulnerable waiting around. Um, even, like, these new cars that's out that got the little mufflers that spit out fire, and it just sounds like when I was walking up the street just now, like, things like that, um, it's triggers. It's heels I can't wear. It's places I can't go. It's I can't do yoga. I can't do so many things that, um, you know, you can't look at a person and tell. And tell. But the, most, the most hurting thing, I should say, is the vulnerability, like, just being... You felt like anything can happen at any time. The movies, the anywhere, anywhere. So you feel constant. Is it say? Do you say? Would you say you feel continually unsafe, constantly unsafe? 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's like it's it's PTSD. I mean, you 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 just feel vulnerable. Like something can happen anywhere. Once you watch the news and something happened in the movie theater, or you go to a concert, something is happening there. You're you're where you're supposed to be at this point. You're not in the hood. You're not on a stoop. You're at a concert with right. security. With where everyone was supposedly be... frisk going in. Exactly. Um, Shanduk, what about the uh, the the fact I I knew in your family when when Ronald was killed. Uh, well, that that effect is every day. That effect doesn't won't ever stop. Uh, my family won't ever be the same. I'm not the same. Uh, I guess it helps me because of who I am and what I'm doing. It helps me identify for other people uh, the traumas that they're going through. That's like how me and Maggie are working together, do a lot of different things, mm-hmm. dealing with the survivors. Just like herself, who just happened to be at a, a place and something like that. At a happens. club for a concert. Right. Mm-hmm. But even going back to earlier, we talk about accountability. We look at these clubs and how these clubs don't have an accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. They sell overpriced alcohol or pay these celebrities to come and they pay these celebrities and give them the same alcohol that people were paying for. And they're allowing these non-trained professionals to secure the environment. Uh, and you give a non-trained professional an opportunity to make a dollar on the side, he's going to let that person in that door, right? So we're looking at how these people are not being held accountable as well. And in, in terms of the, the whole image, the, the whole gun image, Chuck, for a while mm-hmm. it seemed like the last couple of years, you know, last couple of years it was a lot about drug use. Mm-hmm. And then now it seems like the new phase is it, is the gang activity, is, yeah. is showing that you're affiliated or certified, and, and then also showing the actual weapons and talking very specifically about all of these different types of guns. Yeah. Are you seeing that in, in more music or is it just the, the yeah. popular songs we're seeing? No, I think, I think now it's almost like a prerequisite to, to get in the game. You have to be affiliated somehow. And I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I do feel that a lot of the, you know, the gangs, if you will, are now recruiting rappers, not the other way around. Like they're not necessarily coming out of that environment and rapping. You know what I'm saying? So Takashi's probably a good example. You know, if you look at Takashi like a few years ago, he was not on that in any way, shape, More or form. More like in an artistic tip, not yeah, on a street exactly. tip. Right. Yeah. No, but I wouldn't say that they're recruiting him. I, I, I definitely beg to differ on that, brother. I would mm-hmm. I would say that the artist knows that's the way for them to get in, like Takashi did. Mm-hmm. Takashi so, presented himself to the Billies, right? Those are my homies. I know everybody that was involved with him. I seen homies that I told to get away from Takashi because I knew where that was going, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. th- these individuals know that if they put the right energy around them, that they can get into the game by talking like they live that lifestyle, which is what Takashi did. And he brought down individuals who are already part of that lifestyle. And that's how the feds got involved because they follow individuals who are generally living a life that they only know mm-hmm. and find somebody who's trying to use that to get on in the business. So there's a difference there. Can't you right? see that? That dude, that dude is not was never ever built like that. A hundred percent. I'm in a hundred percent agree. Like I, I said, you're I, saying the same. I think yeah, we're in the same point. But I'm just saying there's a difference. It's a different where, way to where, go into the way it happens. So basically, the, the gangs so, are looking for them versus them saying, you know what, my way to to seem certified and solidified in this business is image. to be affiliated. So let me find a connection to a gang that would now make me look like. So I'm, you're so you're saying, Shanduke, or are you saying? That some, somebody who wants to be a rapper, they're not from that life. They're not from the hood. They're not from the streets. But they know that they have to portray that image. They're the ones that are looking to get affiliated with a gang and then to, to boost their credibility, like some say happened with Takashi. Yeah, that's a fact. Like I said, there, there, there are a lot of homies that's in the game now that come from it through the lifestyle. They've been through it. 
But if you look at, we use him as an example of some who are coming from that manner. He could not be who he was without him coming out with that song where he brought all the homies in the crypts behind him. Right. right. Once he did that, now the tension came to him. There's other rappers who tell you, I was talking a certain way. Once I started talking violent, I got what I wanted. I use my brother, my son Lennon, as an example. Right. If Mice changed up his his lyric right now and went straight to that, Mice would be the can't nobody can't nobody mess with him. Right. right? But he's not giving them what they want. He's giving what the people need. So that's not that's not the message that they want to put out to our young our young people. Maggie, what do you think about that when you hear about the the art? Because you're you're in love and hip hop and the whole reality TV and and also the music industry through that that regard. I think it's all social media. Um, if we didn't have Instagram, if we didn't have all these platforms to portray another image, it would not be happening. I just think um, as for music, as for the Takashis and whoever else is coming out and they're not built like who they say they are, it's stemming off those views and off everything, the likes and everything you get from Instagram. So it's really like, to me, it's like an Instagram thing because I don't see these videos. I didn't get to see the gang members, but I just see the little stupid stuff he was doing on Instagram. Right, which later became evidence in the case, was used actually in the case by the federal prosecutors. But Chuck, let me ask you this. In terms of the in terms of the images, there's that mini AK forty seven that became very popular with a lot of the a lot of the artists. They were using it and showing it in videos. And the gun the people that track gun sales say that gun sales over the last several years actually went up as a result of it and they believe it's because of the way that it was the way that it was popularized. Well, you know, I'm not going to blame hip-hop on everything, you know. No, I'm not blaming <laughs> okay. it. I'm just saying, but the power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that visually, listen, the country is born in violence. You know what I mean? Like, we have worshipped guns from day one. So I don't think that it's a cultural thing that's beyond black people, it's beyond hip-hop. It's in the soil. So I think that if we're going to, you know, really change this narrative about guns, then we got to really be honest as a country and just say, hey, we got we have a major problem. Like if you look at uh, any Midwestern white dude, I don't know, Arizona or somewhere. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, they worship their guns. You, you will never get guns uh, to be illegal. You will never get them to be. Um, I mean, I don't even think they want to create an environment where it's harder to get guns. I just feel I mean, like the mental, yeah, the mental illness could get guns. Yeah, we got to get away from legislation around guns. We got to get away from the fact that the NRA is going to keep pushing their guns. They're going to keep doing that. We got to fight it. But in the meantime, just because you got a gun don't mean you got to shoot the gun. There's, there's a lot of people that have guns in different communities, and they don't shoot these guns. Exactly. Right. So our young people is being told and trained to shoot the guns because it's going to send them through the system. It's going to send them through where they want them to be. So we have to now work on them to just because you have access to it don't mean you got to respond to it. Don't mean you got to pick it up. And that's the narrative that has to be changed because... Like you said, the guns are not going anywhere. Yeah. But how you think and how you respond, just like I use myself as an example and any any homies like myself, if I did not change my mindset and, and, and my brother got killed, I'd have killed four people, five people if, if it came down to that because of where I was mentally. Right. right? Years ago, that would have been my response. So now I have woken up and I see things different. I learned the system and I know that that is a choice. So now we have to train them on not to make the choice to pull that trigger. Okay. the guns are there. 
still ahead? How do we come together to find solutions? Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob Deep, Prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? And real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop and gun violence. What's really going on? Joining me for this conversation, Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and founder of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. You. Thank you so much. Also with us is Maggie Carey. She's a shooting survivor and activist, reality TV star. You see her on Love and Hip Hop New York and a business owner. Maggie, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Shanduke McFadder. He's the CEO and founder of GMAC, a community activist and violence interrupter and a rehabilitated gang member. Shanduke, great to have you with us. Thank you, again. Thank you so much. In terms of what we can do to come together to find solutions, Chuck, a lot of people used to blame the music industry when they had much tighter control over artists, mm -hmm. the content, and their careers. Mm -hmm. Should the music industry bear some responsibility with this at this point? Of course, yeah, yes, yes, and no. I mean, look at look at it. Look again. Think about what we're listening to. The majority of what we listen to is sex and violence. Those two subjects are dominating music right now so i think so and um obviously if you're a young rapper and you're trying to get on you're going to do what sex and violence so i would definitely say that they bear some responsibility you don't see artists that have the more substantial content anymore you don't have a ice cube even you know what i'm saying so they they exist but they're just not popularized so i feel like they need to get more people who have that <clears throat> content and give them the same marketing budget they give a Cardi B, not to single her out or anything, because I think she's smart. But give the the smarter um, and the more. I disagree with that, now, bro. Because Cardi uses her platform. Let's talk about ones who don't use her platform. She use she used her platform to no. fight against injustice. No, no, though. no. I'm not. No, don't That's, don't get me no, don't get me right. wrong. I'm not. I'm not dissing Cardi. I like Cardi. So. I'm just, I'm just using. But wait, her. since you brought up Cardi yeah. and her latest video, have you all seen the video for press? Mm -hmm. At the end of the video, there's a very graphic scene of gun violence where she shoots all the the back, you know, the backup dancers. Mm. They're bleeding. They're lying on the floor, and it's very violent. Maggie, when you saw that, did you see that video, or could I you did. not look at um, it, or what did you tell no, us? No, I felt. did. I mean. Uh, it's it's weird for me. I know people use their platforms. They're all they're also like craft to me. Like, right. So um, I wouldn't necessarily do a video shoot like that. But I know that's not you know where her heart is. I don't. I know she's not gonna go influence little girls to go shoot. Pick other. up a gun and shoot people. Yeah. Just it's more of a creative. Some, you're yeah. saying it's more like like a right. movie. It would be like a creative. So I mean, she give an example of that, and it's the same with the brother with her. What she's saying with Cardi in that example. If you if you look at her content, her music, right? That would you just use versus what she recently posts on social media. Her recent post on social media is her and her pure passion speaking about the prosecutors in the case of the exonerated five and how you, people are not following up and, and, and putting the same pressure they put on R. Kelly to get this person out of out of that seat in the district attorney's office. 
This is real. This is not your crap. There's a difference. Right, even Junior. Right? And Junior, speaking on Junior, yeah. she spoke with, with, we talk about uh, even voting for Jemani Williams when he was out at, talking about real public advocate that was fighting but for the people. She's talking about real issues. Yeah, she, she, she used her platform for real public issues. That's the only reason I cut you off, bro, when we say her, right? There's artists who have a stronger platform than her and don't do none of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't, and don't get involved in anything. Nothing. But, but what about, Maggie, in terms of the women, tell us, because you, as you started to speak out more about your experience, and I really thank you for sharing it. Mm -hmm. and for really supporting other women because I feel like you know, here's another example of where women, where, you know, what happens to us is being ignored or being marginalized because the main dialogue and the main narrative is, is about men. What did you learn from, from, you know, posting about your experience? And a lot of women have come forward to you. Tell us about um, that. So I was, I was thankful for Love and Hip Hop to share my story. Um, I'm an overly emotional human being. People can't see that through, you know, pictures and social media and things like that. So I felt like when we have to deal with scars and I still have a bullet in my leg. I have a rod from my knee to my hip. Um, but you can't see that. So I was grateful to be able to go on TV and share my story. So I would say about maybe 30 girls reached out from all over the world, um, some paralyzed. Um, one girl is missing an eye. Just so many different stories. I started a group chat called Wounded But Alive. Um, where everybody can share their stories and we all can identify and we all have compassion and sympathy and for each other, something that we can't get through, you know, our mates or, you know, anyone, anyone in the world. We don't have grief therapy available. So I also teamed up with, um, with Shanduk and GMAC to power an organization to give these girls grief therapy and makeup and, you know, fly them in and get the massages and do paint parties That's and great. just talk and just heal. So they don't feel like they're alone. And they feel like somebody, there's somebody that cares. Yes, and some of these girls, they need resources. They have scars. They, they don't have the funds to go get cosmetic surgery for something that may bother them from being shot. Right to have to get something improved. Well, that's it's fantastic what you're doing Thank and great, you. great what you what you're doing with that. Shanduga, a lot of people say, what are the solutions? What can really be done? And a lot of this is being driven. A lot of these shooters are in their teens. The very group that you work with, with with GMAC and the other organizations uh, that you collaborate with. What have you seen actually works? Because you changed your mindset, but that's rehabilitated yourself. But you, and as you said, it's a mindset. But you're a grown man. You went through a lot to get to that point. How do you get that mindset across? A positive mindset of peace to a teenager who's ready to start beefing and, and has no direction. Well, first, one thing I realized is the young adolescent brain. Right? I didn't know about that till I was older. When you look at the prefrontal cortex, and we talk about how the brain is stopping developing at age, and as we get older, it begins to develop again. With all that happening in our communities and we being pushed the same negative messages to our young people, they believe that's the only thing they're supposed to do. They're being trained to do that by society. So we have to step in and give them options, right? They don't have options. The only option they're told is go get that gun and shoot. So we also become that, that, that safe person, that face saver, that person that comes in and be able to stop that conflict because you're worried about what somebody's going to say when you don't respond to an incident, right? And we're the ones to mediate those conflicts. That's what we have to do, find safe havens and spaces for them to talk out their conflict. Because if you got a group that's beefing with another group and there ain't nobody there to talk about it, where y'all going to sit down and talk on the corner? Y'all not going to talk on the corner because on the corner, y'all going to shoot, right? So we got to find the places for them, and that's what we do. That's how we're able to stop the shootings in our city, by getting involved with the individuals and having our reputations, right? If I'm a shooter and I'm known to 
changed my life, you know I know how to shoot, so I'm going to show you how not to. And that's the people around me that does the work, right? We get in front of the issue, stop before it happens, and then provide a resource to them. What do you need to reduce your risk to be a shooter or to be shot? Now, that's the resource we're talking about, as well as the trauma services, right? Remember, Maggie became in my, somebody important to my life when my brother was shot and killed. Right, because it was in the same incident. she was shot when he was killed. Right. And for a while, I never had a relationship with her. I didn't even understand because I was going through my own traumas till we got a chance to meet through the sister Jamility Davis. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and we really built. And I started to look at what I knew I was dealing with with my trauma and then what she was dealing with now. How could we help the community heal, right? How many more women were overlooked when my brother died. She was that living survivor that nobody paid attention to all the traumas that she and others like her need. Right. So we have to keep creating different solutions based on the situations that are happening. We can't base everything into one pot. We got to work with it individually. Um, Chuck, when we, in terms of hip hop, in terms mm -hmm. of solutions, and, and just the industry, and you know it's an industry where some, something successful, other people want to jump on it and want to get involved in it. 21 Savage did a, recently did a gun buyback in Atlanta to try to get guns off the street, made a statement that way. But after Nipsey, I was struck by we didn't hear the way that we heard after the murders of other some other of the other artists we didn't hear a call for stop the violence or mm -hmm. put the guns down or stop shooting mm -hmm. or anything like that or did i miss something it's there but it's definitely not fueled by any you know uh corporation or industry it's not marketed you know i mean we have stop the violence movements all over the place. Well, like many Erica community Ford, ones, for example. right? And I and I yeah. want to make it clear: there's many, many community organizations yeah, right. all across the ac across the country, yeah. and they put their lives on the line every day to to take a stand right. for peace. I think it's 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 perceived as corny in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? I don't think that it's cool like the back in the day stop the violence movement or something like that. Uh, I think, again, we have to just continue to praise people like 21 Savage and other people who can, who, and even Cardi, who, when they do step up, like, really, really, like, uphold them, and, uh, you know, uplift them and continue to make it cool, make it, like, dope to stop violence and, and de-escalate situations. Because right now, we praise those people. And, and, I, and I should have, you know, really not have even mentioned Cardi in this particular instance because she does use her voice to... Speaks to, out on a lot right, of issues, yeah, absolutely. social issues. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can continue to, to you know, to like and, you know, whatever, if, if it's social media, those type of things, as much as... Uh, something crazy that happens, then I think we'll, we'll end up being in a better place. Maggie, what do you think needs to be uh, some? Do you see? Do you think of solutions after what you went through? I just think everyone needs to heal. Um, I realized for me, it was time for me to get off of social media and really, you know, start going to places. Well, like we met at City Hall, so going to City Hall, speaking, right. telling my story, and just not being an image and not being. Instagram likes and clubs and this and that. So I feel like me coming to my community, although I'm just one person, I feel like we shouldn't have to go through trauma. We shouldn't have to lose a brother, sister, uncle to then want to say something. And I feel like the people that aren't healed as in myself as in him, you know, we want to get out and help the community heal because a lot of these shootings, people are hurt. They hurt about what's going on at home. They mother can't pay their bills. They angry. It's just a lot of anger in the world and we just need to heal. And you feel like the just having that direct connection with people that this this needs to be an ongoing thing. It shouldn't be something that we just like deal with when we see a high profile tragedy. 
Yeah, I, and I, I just feel like the community, we had a, I had a rough upbringing. I, probably everyone here had a rough upbringing. We seen our mother struggle. We angry. We don't know what to do. We can't get a job. And then we have someone else on social media that wants to look cool. I'm going to go shoot him because I'm going to get my street cred. So it's like two things, the struggle versus the social media. And I think both part, like we just need to heal from it. We need to not care about these Instagram likes and street cred and this and, you know, be able to help these people's mothers and, and help each other out. Next, the conversation continues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about hip-hop and gun violence. What's really going on? Joining me for this conversation, Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and founder of AllHipHop.com. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Maggie Carey. She's a shooting survivor and activist, a reality TV star. You see her on Love & Hip Hop New York and a business owner. Maggie, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Shanduk McFadder. He's the CEO and founder of GMAC. He's a community activist and violence interrupter and a rehabilitated gang member. Shanduk, great to have you with us. Again. Thank you. Maggie, when you and I were talking, when we were first talking, you, you were telling me how you see these youth as they see somebody else has something, they want it, they want it now, and they don't care that it's going to take somebody's life. Yes. Is it that harsh out there? I believe it is. I, I'm, I'm not a male, but I see this. Like, I see this. My brother was incarcerated for five years, like, selling drugs and, you know, doing all these things just to have nothing at the end of the day, just to go to prison and come home and have to start all over. So I see this in our communities. Shanduk, what about that? In terms of in terms of that instant, I gotta get I get I gotta get it right now, or I gotta settle the beef right now. Oh, I, I came from that. That that was that was actually me right there, uh, and a lot of people just like me. Where you don't you don't care about tomorrow, mm -hmm. you live for today, right? So whatever happens today is what happens. Then I deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes, and that's just the mindset of our youth. No planning, don't see a future, right? And we have to give that to them. So yeah, if I don't have nothing and, and I'm going out there to get something to eat, and it turns into a, a robbery, sometimes it turns into a murder, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to look at that. We have to figure out how we can catch them before they make that choice that's going to turn into some type of murder. What do you tell What do you tell a 16 year old that has a gun? is willing to use it to rob somebody or you know steal from somebody to get to get what he wants how do you how do you even begin to change that mindset you got to see you got to see why he's doing that right what is the reason why you're doing it at this moment right how can I talk to you about the moment right now? Your response is, I'm going to do this. Why? Once I could determine that why for that moment, then we could work from there, right? If I can buy time to get you away from that, if it's you, I need, I'm hungry, let me take you, get you something to eat for about two hours, right? right? I'm building with you during that time. Now I'm getting to your goals and realizing why you're making that choice. And it might be the fact that you got a bunch of brothers and sisters at home and your mother can't provide for you and your father's nowhere to be found dead or in prison. So this, you're the only one left to, to respond for your family. And this is how we got to look at it. So it's really one person at a time. There's no 
short. There's no shortcut way to really changing this. You got to you got to Google. I'm blood. Google bloods that's together. Everybody ain't dealing with the same issue. Everybody ain't blood for the same reason. Everybody ain't committing the same crimes. Everybody don't got the same financial situation. We might be in the same gang, but that don't mean we got the same issues. So how do we deal with each individual step by step and not judge everybody in one basket? As a human being, Chuck. In terms of in terms of hip hop too, it, it you know a lot of people do talk about the message and and again we don't want to blame hip hop because right. the, this this is in Hollywood. It's mm. in the movies. It, it's in American culture, the most successful films have often been the most violent mm-hmm. ones with the most gunplay. But in terms of artists, people point to J. Cole. You know, they point mm-hmm. to a Kendrick Lamar. They say these artists are saying very serious things. They're, they're two of the biggest that are out there and the most most successful. Do you see a new the new generation of artists that are coming up, the ones that are emerging in that vein? Yeah, I mean, again... If you're tuned in, you know that it is changing slowly but surely. There's a lot of dope lyricists. And what I what I actually appreciate is that these guys are beginning to show, you know, again, the range that hip-hop really has and really showing that they really work on their craft. Like, back in, back in my day, you know, you would stay in your basement for, like, forever until you perfected your craft, and then you came out. But that took time. That took energy. And I think a lot of the issue that we're seeing is... um. Uh, kids, you know, when, when, when you get to that violent level, right, like, in between there, what are you doing with yourself in that idle time? Like, there's, is there a YMCA? Uh, you know, is there a boys club, right? There's, there's, is there an after school program? Right, that's my point. A lot of, a there's lot no of, place to go. There's no place to go. There's no, there's no safe to, place to go. Exactly. You're out on yeah. the streets and then you're feeling vulnerable. So you got to get your gun because you're out on the streets and everybody's out there. Right, and so and it, be, it becomes like a yeah. self-perpetuating yeah. thing, Maggie. In, ter- in terms of the w- to come to come back to the women again, a lot of a lot of the women that you've heard from mm-hmm. as they have reached out to you in your social media group, what kinds of circumstances were they shot in? Um, a lot of the women were shot in clubs, um, driving, parties, um, domestic violence disputes. Um, just the wrong place, the wrong time, but it varies. Um, a lot of people were shot by people that they knew. Um, after I started the first group, I did another, I did a post to find local girls, which I found 30 more girls. Wow. So um, it's a girl from Newark. Um, she got shot in a club in Newark, the boulevard, I believe, and her intestines are now outside of her body. So she looks pregnant almost. So everywhere oh she gosh. goes, she's like, everyone says, congratulations, what are you having? So oh, she like. So she can't even forget that that's there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a, it, I wasn't prepared for what I was about to see. And I, wasn't, I, I didn't know we had so much of this going on at home because I guess being from New York, we don't reach out when, you know, things like this happen. So right. I had first girls all over the U.S., California, Chicago. But now that I actually asked, you know, for the New York and New Jersey girls and everyone, I had maybe 150 comments of people tagging different women that's been shot. See, and that's very important because we spoke about that because that's that's how we are in New York City, right? She right. got on Love & Hip Hop New York mm-hmm. and more people reached out to her that related to her outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. Only until she asked for New York City New York New, and New Jersey to respond, they, they respond and let her know we're out here too. We're going through the same traumas and hear our stories, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's what we're talking about in our communities. We have to get to them and speak to them because we're so hard and that we don't want nobody to say nothing to us. We're vulnerable. Right, and like there, there's a whole thing of like, oh, you're strong enough to handle it. Be right, strong enough right. to take it. Mm-hmm. Be, there's, that, there's that whole thing. Um, 
Maggie, knowing what you know and going through what you go through, like if, if people want to change, if people want to change all people, you know, even people that aren't really aware of what's going on, you know, to the extent that you are from, from such a deeply personal level, what should they do? What would you say to people in terms all of people. attitudes? Yeah, all people. Um, like what could they do if they want to make change? I just, I just think if you want to live a great life, if you want to live, period, it starts with just knowing just that, that you want to live. Like that, no matter who you are, if you could look in the mirror and say you want to live, then that's, that's good enough. Because if you're, if you're robbing, then you're going to go to jail. If you're a gangster, then you're likely going to be killed. If you're, you know, just anybody reckless and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, time you're going to hurt someone else. So just be mindful and just know that no life is worth being taken or being incarcerated or, you know, getting shot or, you know, no longer being here. Exactly. Chuck, in terms of what what do you think people could do or what people in, in the music industry in particular or the hip hop, even bigger than that, the hip hop culture as a whole, what mm -hmm. do you think people could do? I mean, I think some of the easiest things to do are right in front of you. You know, just grab that person that and, and, and so to speak, hold their hand, a young person in particular. I mean, I know a young man and um, I saw him on uh, Instagram throwing up signs and stuff and I was like, yo, come on, let's talk. I talked to his mother a couple times and she didn't respond in a way I felt that was necessary to change him or to alter his direction, so I did it myself. And I think that that's what we have to do um, we may not have time, so to speak, but I think that's the that's the only way. I mean, we have to get kids counseling. But the grown men and the grown women have to yeah, really get involved. Yeah, we do. Really we we really, and I think it, it's intensive work because you you can, it, one talk is not going to change anybody. Right. I mean, it, it'll it might change them for that day, but it won't change them for the long term. And I think you have to continually pound away that you have a future, that your life is valuable, and it means something. And if you want to be on this earth um, and prosper, then you have to change what you're doing. Like he said, kids don't think long range. They don't think to 60 or 50 or, you know, gosh, I mean, 50 for God's sake. You know, they, they don't, don't think to 25. Right. That's considered like a good milestone. But yeah. um, we're, we're running out, out of time here. Shandu, final word. If people want to make change, what should they do? Well, you got to start by giving action, right? People talk, people share. That Sharing a post doesn't help change nothing when you have ability to do something physically, mm -hmm. use your voice in a different way, mm -hmm. and most importantly, use your finances, right? I watch, and we talk about hip-hop, you know, we talk about the lifestyle of, of, of fast money, jewelry, drugs, going to clubs, popping bottles. Man, you, you popping those bottles, and those bottles is getting you drunk and you pissing out later, we could use that money to help these kids in these streets. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I'm saying? We could use that money to give them an opportunity to get them off that corner, just buying time, putting them in a different environment, and starting to work with them consistently. Right. We get a lot of, uh, I get tagged a bunch of issues on social media that they want us to respond to. We don't got finances to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So help us do that. Look at the ones who are really doing the work. Not just GMAC Incorporated, but any organization in your in your community that's doing there this are work. Because there are many, and a lot mm -hmm. of them are struggling. Yes, really struggling. Yeah, because we're fighting and competing against each other for city funding, right? right? When we fight in city funding, elected officials give us money when we got celebrities who have these finances and they're blowing it, and we need that support. And could build a youth center or all, could build a, a program. Every single day you could build, you could help 
help us. You can come right down to Fort Greene and help us build a community. We got a community center in Fort Greene, Nitra, that's been shut down for years. And, and it's all about the finances to open that up. And it's right in the middle of Fort Greene projects. We need the help to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note, I want to thank you all for being with us for this thank episode you. of Street Soldiers. Chuck Creekmore, great to have you back again thank with you. us. Maggie Carey, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. We appreciate it. And Shanduke McFadder, great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.